0: Welcome to We Are Globe Trekkers. This is Shay. I'm Ty. And if you hear a random lady talking in the background, that's because we are in LAX.
1: And we're with our homegirl, Shay Stone. Yes. Listening in. Ca-caw, ca-caw.
0: Yep, so it's Sunday, so we gotta record and we're gonna just do it right now because one, we missed our flight from LAX to Seattle. Chase's girl is on her way to Seattle to get us right now.
1: We're on punishment. We should have been there with her. We should have been there.
0: I know. So now she got to wait for our asses.
1: <laughs> but we got, some, uh, we got some goodness in store um, about Cuba this week.
0: ay ay Cuba. Uh, yep. So we've been to Cuba twice already in the past year. We loved it so much. Um, we're just going to talk about our experience with staying with the Airbnb. <laughs> And
1: this is our last trip to Cuba, the most recent trip.
0: Yes, this is the most recent trip we're talk- talking about. Uh, with the most recent trip, we actually went through the U.S. to get there. This is under the Obama's, I guess, family and friends visa program or whatever it's called.
1: I think there had to be some, um, some type of proof of education. So we did... Uh, um, people dance, to people. People to people. Slash so, dance. Yes, yeah, so our people to people experience was a, salsa, a Cuban salsa class.
0: Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about how this process works in case you want to go to Cuba and you're an American citizen. Uh, it sounds like with our new presidency, there are some more restrictions coming back. So uh, if you can, go there ASAP. And we'll talk about the visa process. Flights, how to book your hotel stay, and some activities to do while you're there.
1: And you also confirmed some of the information with us. As we, we did go this past summer, I'm sure a lot of things changed.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, since we have our guest, Shay Stone, here with us. Shay, have you been to Cuba before?
2: I have not been to Cuba, but I really want to go.
0: Oh, yeah? So, this is good. So, uh, Shay will probably ask us some questions as we continue this chat.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, I like this.
0: All right. Mm-hmm. Let's get started. So if you haven't heard of this little island called Cuba, <laughs> yes. then you must live under a rock somewhere <laughs> in the ghetto <laughs> underneath some, hey, like, some, some sewer it? pipes hey, or something. Hey, 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 <laughs> yeah, like Cuba is everything you've imagined. It's, it has history. It has culture. It has soul. It has flavor. It has... It has beautiful people.
1: Yeah, you can't go there without a camera. If you left your camera, you need to go back home. Get right, it. right, 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 right.
0: Um, and so this is how you get to Cuba. It, it was a bit of a, a process. wasn't too complicated, but a little bit of research, some advice from friends. You know, we got things sorted. We were able to get there. Yeah,
1: after the new administration came in, we kind of got nervous about traveling to Cuba. We had our tickets. The only thing we didn't do was plan out everything we wanted to do. So What we ended up doing was doing more research on um, maybe some educational things, constructive things, museum visits, and kind of make an itinerary so that when we did get to the airport, we had a valid reason for going.
0: Right. And so you have to make this itinerary because I guess they don't want Americans to go there to vacation trying to be living it up like rock stars or whatever. Uh, luckily, my twin sister did all the planning because me and Ty were just like, we don't plan. Yeah, we just gonna go, we booked our flight, we booked the Airbnb, let's do this. And she's like, No, we need to have this itinerary. We're like, What are you? what are you Man, i I'm so glad she did because that was the first thing they asked for at the airport. So you do need a visa to go.
1: Now the visa we had was called people to people. But Yes,
0: there are about twelve different kinds of visas you can choose from. Um, if you are an American going and you're trying to vacation or live your life, you can choose there's two. Uh educational or people to people.
1: I do believe with the people to people, you still had to have um, your, your reservations, whether it be a hotel or Airbnb. Yes,
0: and it has to be, I believe with a host. Uh, with all the advice we had, we just went with Airbnb because they have tons of hosts on there who are willing to welcome you into their home. Um, it can be a private home, meaning you and your friends or whoever can stay in a, an apartment or a room. Or you can do like a room share with the person that's hosting you. We chose to do our, uh, have a host who had an apartment for us to use, an entire apartment, since there were gonna be four of us.
1: And the cool thing about that was you go on Airbnb and you could look at all the um, reviews. Right. So, uh, all the reviews, everyone said the sweetest things. They're so nice. Um, They spoke English well. Um, And
0: if they didn't know English, they knew somebody who did, right?
1: Yeah, and that, that was true to the bone. But when we did get there, um, we need to know more Spanish than I thought.
0: Yo, it was a struggle. I mean, yeah, that Spanish was wild. It was like flight or <laughs> fight. I was just like saying words I didn't even know I knew, like how to have conversations nah, habla espanol. Oh, yeah, muy bien. Muy bien. Yeah, um, nah, nah, it's my bad. Um, yes yeah, saw all
1: of our yes yeah, all of our experience um and that was cool because I think our whole experience was people people to people usually when we go on vacation we 're just trying to chill we 're in chill mode living
0: lavishly in five six star hotels
1: yeah, but this time we were in a neighborhood what was the name of the neighborhood
0: um, vedado V-E-D-A-D-O. it was about i don 't know a five ten minute drive from the Plaza. Plaza Nacional?
1: Yes, Plaza Nacional.
0: Wow, uh, yeah, there's like a, a k- Hotel
1: Nacional. Hotel
0: Nacional. We were near the Malacon. You could take like a quick cab there. In our neighborhood there was a couple of markets. We didn't know because Cuba is communist that all the stores are separated, meaning you had to go to one store to buy your milk, another store to buy your eggs. Another store to get your oil.
1: Maybe another one for bread? <laughs> to cook
0: the eggs. Yeah, to cook oh, the eggs. Yeah. And another one for the bread. And we're just like, why do we have to go to all these stores to get all these different things? <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, so as opposed to being in a hotel or a place where you shop and all the food was there, we had to naturally ask questions and uh, interact with people to get what we wanted.
0: Yeah, and the people were super helpful. And once we got on the line and they realized, like, we didn't speak any Spanish, they're like, oh.
1: We should talk, some sweet foodies, we should talk about what we ate first on the next one.
0: Yeah, let's do that because um, apparently Cuba is not really known for their food, unfortunately.
1: But we have a good eating experience, so we'll share that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the food. So it could be hit or miss, right? You definitely want to get recommendations from the locals. You don't want gringos telling you <laughs> where to eat.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs>
0: We gringos too are American. It's all good. Um, you you what yeah. was the best place we ate at?
1: The best place we ate at was the first place we ate at coming out the airport.
0: And that was
1: Plan, plan B. B.
0: <laughs> Yo, Plan B was so lit. Um, it's Envedado. It's Envedado. Our host was going to take us to this place called El Vamparito, which means the vampire. I'm thinking like some burgers and fries, but the line was pretty wild. Like he was just like, oh, no, no, no. I have another idea. Let's do plan B. We were like, oh, okay, plan we just B, We thought it
1: right? was another restaurant or something like that. We get to the restaurant. We look up. He says, this is plan, plan B. Plan
0: B. And we started laughing. It was it so
1: plan B. funny. We <laughs> look up. It was a big sign that said, restaurante plan, plan B. B. <laughs> so it wasn't plan B. is wasn't another restaurant, another plan. That was the name of the restaurant.
0: Right. And it wasn't too busy. It was like lunchtime when we got there. And the menu had some pictures luckily and we we're like oh this looks mad good like like some fried like uh, beef tortas. tortas chicken some rice and beans we're like we're down
1: Marisco, seafood. oh yeah
0: lots of seafoods and we ordered our food we tore it up like it was crazy the portions were huge and it was so cheap a meal like rice beans with meat it's about three dollars and 25 cents no lie US yes US yes
1: yeah, so We'll talk about food again, but we have a special guest, Shay Stone. Yo, she's gonna hit us so it's, uh, with a question or two. <clears throat> uh, what What are you interested in Cuba? What do you want to bring? Uh, what you got like to say to us? Uh, first thing, I want to know when's the best
2: time to go. Cause I actually, I've been wanting to go, but I don't. Uh, it's hard to figure out when. So, what do you think?
0: Well, when we went both times to Cuba, we went for Christmas in December yeah. and then the second time we went was in July and our host mentioned it was the rainy season mm-hmm. so when we landed it was kind of humid yeah actually it was very humid very cloudy uh-huh. and they were saying it just finished pouring down raining they had a lot of rain a couple of days ago and it looks like it's you finally clearing up it, was it yeah. rained maybe one day we oh, were okay. there so um, we got
1: lucky I, I don't know I, December in general every time you're going to travel somewhere well, you know being from this, this side of the hemisphere it's cold in december so just to get away during mm, december yeah. was right. dope sure. and we um on our first trip there we had christmas in cuba so we were on the beach with santa hats on now it was a good experience oh, nice. and just to have a <laughs> different flavor was good yeah so i would suggest to go in the winter time just to get yeah. away
2: do they have like things around there during christmas time like is yeah. it like themed or anything or like are they oh, into yeah. it big time or what yeah.
1: they are
0: okay
1: yes yeah, so it was themed. Um, Oh, man, I forgot all the places we oh, went to. no, no, to- I
0: remember what happened. Come we on, were going to, to our hotel in Veradero, uh, which yeah. is a really big touristy area. And it was late at night. It must have been, like, 10, 11 o'clock at night. And it was, like, Christmas Eve. Our bus is just going down this block. And we see all these people hanging yeah. outside. And half of them had Santa hats on. And it was, like, outside of, like, a restaurant bar. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we asked them, like, oh, what's going on? Party, party? Says, oh, see, party. Mm-hmm. You see, he slowed down. There are at least a hundred people. Yeah. Uh, mostly tourists mixed with some locals. And he's like, yeah, every night they do this. And we're like, but it's Christmas oh. Eve. He's like, oh, yeah, it's even bigger. We're like, <laughs> yep. yo, it's oh, really? Wow. An outdoor, like, Latin party.
1: Yeah, and then that first one, we went to um, a resort. And the resort had um, a live band. And behind the live band was, like, a whole bunch of decoration. Like, yeah. I don't know, Christmas yeah, so tree. Yeah, Navidad. He's oh, okay. Navidad. Yeah, and... I think we might have brought the Christmas hats, but I feel like
2: Yeah, we at, brought them with us.
1: At the in the resort lobby, it was very decorative. Did
2: you guys stay there until Christmas? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. you were there yes. on Christmas okay. Christmas nice.
1: to New Year's, but the same vibe was there from Christmas to New Year's. Like they kept up yeah. the the all the decorations also, and stuff like big, that. Then.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dang. yeah.
2: That's awesome. Did you spend New Year's there? Oh, we we left
1: man. New Year's Eve. Oh, okay, okay. I would not suggest leaving there New Year's Eve we left New Year's Eve and we had three different couples come up to us and say what are you doing tonight want to party oh, with man. us yeah. and we're trying to check out so if you do go if we do go around that time we stand for New Year's we must stay sure.
0: because everyone's like yeah you're going to turn up I mean they were drinking since like 3 o'clock much, in the afternoon
2: how much were the flights out there is it more or less around
0: uh, that time well uh, Christmas there- I think it was like Almost 700 round okay. trip, oh, okay. yeah. but summer we got a good from deal. You leave from. We, we left from Canada, so it's a little okay. bit different.
1: And that's Vancouver, British Columbia. It's a
0: little bit different leaving from Canada versus the U.S. Mm. So since it was our first time traveling to Cuba for Christmas as Americans, we flew from Canada we just booked with the travel agency because we weren't sure like how we we're going to get hotels or anything because yeah. we noticed when we were looking for hotels in cuba it just wasn't showing up on the search engines mm. and there is a reason why it's because like you can't just go to vacation right you have to go for a reason to visit family education a volunteer so it's best to book with a travel agent if you're not going to do an airbnb and have a host
1: yeah we're going to divert this episode a little bit and talk about our first experience because I think the flights and the prices were like one of the important parts of just traveling in a place like that.
0: Right. So during Christmas, of course, it's very expensive to go. Yeah. Um, Plus, leaving from Canada, there's a lot of Canadians that go to Cuba frequently, back and forth. It says naturally, it's always cool. Exactly. It
1: says naturally more expensive to leave from, at that time, to leave from Canada.
0: But now, since uh, American Airlines, not the airline itself, but in general, different. Airlines in the US US, uh, go to Cuba, they realize they also had trouble filling seats because people don't know how to get the visas or how to book hotels or anything. And they're
1: just unsure about safety regulations or Mm. if it's worth the hassle. So a lot of people didn't buy flights to Cuba. Yeah,
0: so there's tons of deals still going on for flights to Cuba. You can fly from any major city Mm -hmm. in the US now. I think there's, I can't remember, I think they said there were 12 airlines from the US that go to Mm -hmm. Cuba now. And you can get flights as low as two hundred dollars round trip.
1: So I think with tax uh, uh, for both of us to fly, we spent at least sixteen hundred dollars from Canada.
0: Yeah, and then from the U.S., I booked the flights uh, from New York to Cuba, and it was five ninety-three round trip. And that was on our
1: that was on our second trip. That
0: was just a flight. Yes, that was just just a flight. flight.
1: On our first trip in December, that's when it was very expensive. However, on our first trip in December. We paid all this money to go to Cuba. But we met our, our homeboy from um, Jersey. So the homeboy in Jersey, he told us um, he got uh, a flight. and We're like, wait, you left from the U.S.? How
0: yeah, because back then it was still pretty rare. This was December 2016, New Year, January
2: 2017. So you paid. So you paid $1,600 U.S. Yes. Canadian. So uh, worth, Canadian. So was it worth it for you, like, like oh. the trip? How yes. long did you stay? Oh, of course. And, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was all worth it because um, first it was a new experience. And then we had that uh, that safety we, flight center, mm-hmm. booked everything. They assured that,
0: yeah. oh, everything's going to work out. And, and if anything it. happened, they Don't had an emergency number yeah, to call.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, they had it hooked up. But the guy we met, he said, oh, I'm just going for it. So he got a last <laughs> second flight. He literally said he booked his flight like two days before
0: oh, getting there. So oh,
1: was, it, was it 300 round trip for his I flight? I think he
0: said he paid about $300 U.S. from New Jersey two days before he left
1: yeah so you you know obviously we left from the west coast so it was more expensive, but just to hear somebody pay three hundred dollars round trip, and you know we we're a couple combined we paid fourteen hundred we were like we, you know I like I want background.
0: that light. Like. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's not too bad. I guess <laughs> yeah. when
2: you said sixteen hundred, I'm thinking about one person. Yeah, but for a couple that's not bad. No, okay, yeah. and it, it includes everything, fine. right?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. all inclusive.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yes, uh, in general everything was worth it. Everything's worth it. I yeah. I'd do it again. No regrets yeah but it's, it it is worth them. Um, i guess if you do travel to just kind of ask people how much they pay for flights cuz usually i'm not i'm not about that but yeah. at the time I was I was self conscious about paying that much right. for a flight exactly. in general.
2: Well, exactly, especially if you're just now traveling, you don't want to. The first trip, you don't want to spend sixteen hundred dollars. Exactly. you know. Yeah. So it's it's good to know that there are different times you can go where you don't actually or different plans like that guy right. just did last minute. Yep. And for three hundred dollars, just to try to play the field and see what's the best best way to go.
0: And we were all staying at the same hotel, oh. so it's just oh, right. like know, right. yeah. Cool, yeah, yeah. That's
1: dope. And we met him in Habana. We also um, stayed in Havana on our first trip there for a couple of nights.
0: Yeah, we stayed for, I think, was it an overnight trip we did? Yes. We booked it through Air Canada's, you know, expensive. We booked something nice and safe, a little bougie.
1: Yeah. And But uh, uh,
0: after that, I was like, we're not doing this again. We're not uh, booking a tour. Through a tour company. We need to, like, just find a host and have them hook us up. So right. I'm really glad our second trip, we went with the Airbnb host. They told us everywhere where to eat. Where they got our groceries yeah they like oh we have a driver they have a driver so and so he can drive you you know
1: and we saved so much money but the experience to us was funner
0: yeah it was priceless I, I... yeah
2: was it one of your top 10 spots
0: yes I was like I want to live in Cuba
2: oh man, oh, man. how was yeah. it dealing with the language barrier
1: the language barrier was tough but we'll talk about that a little bit more
0: oh man that was a struggle <laughs> yeah so the language barrier it was crazy um if you're staying with the host you definitely need to know some spanish at least the basic conversational things to get you by throughout the day like um hello goodbye thank you and where is
1: don't they stop it's um with the language barrier um I think we prepared for it because we knew we were gonna be in the middle of a town, local town, and have to ask questions, maybe ask where to eat, and just make some—I um, don't know—make some plans in Spanish. So I downloaded an app called Duolingo. Um, that was good. I think, I believe this is this is the app, but please confirm with me, listeners. Duolingo should be the app where you can download an offline Spanish dictionary. The reason this is important is because there's no internet, though the internet is not as accept, access, accessible, the Wi-Fi is not as accessible, so it's very important that if you do have um, a language app that you're able to look up words offline
0: yes, it's very important um, the family, the host family that we were renting our apartment from, I think only one of the guys understood English pretty good and everyone else, it was more of just like a lot of hand movement and a few words here and there
1: Yes, yeah, so if he mentioned which direction or direction or somewhere he points, if he mentioned comida or food, he kind of point to his mouth, you know, at the time that he says comida. So, it was um there is a way to communicate. Yeah. But we always uh, are conscious of kind of knowing some words here and there to make it smooth.
0: Yeah, and everyone's super helpful. Like we got lost a couple of times walking through different barrios. And we're just like, you know, where's El Disco car?" And they're like, oh, like, they they would open up their phones and kind of like point to a map to kind of show us and use hand signals to point us. No one was just like, oh, no, get away. No, everyone was just like, let me help you, right?
1: Yes, uh, I think although there's a, a barrier, I don't think there's reason to be hesitant in going and exploring. <laughs> I think there's always different ways to communicate.
0: Yeah, because with travel, especially... If you want to do something a little different you want to do something out of the box out of your normal comfort because that i feel like that's the only way you grow and learn and you have a life lesson right
1: yeah i think that's true um at one point during the trip i think we just wanted fresh food and we or fresh fruits and we didn't express that properly until the end of the trip so once we expressed it properly i think our host said ah it was one block away
0: like literally we just had to run across the street and there was a fresh fruit market (laughs) so you
1: know although um you may think or judge uh a place like cuba a country like cuba because it doesn't have the food you want the items you want it might be there it's just that you don't know all the information because of that language barrier
0: Yeah, and if you're a picky eater, like I am, I brought a whole bag of snacks. I had my protein cookies, protein powders, you know, whatever I could bring in. And if I didn't like the food, I'd have a bite. Like, you know what? I'm not going to eat this tonight. I'm just going to have a a cookie, and I'll be good. It's not like you're going to starve, right?
1: And simple things. Even when I was thirsty, I'd say agua to a person in the corner, and they'd point me to a store or bodega that sold water. Yeah, Um, I think you don't need to know too much, but um, just to have the digital access to uh, a language is great. One thing that um, one of the the hosts, I think it was his wife, one break that she did, I couldn't explain myself. so She told me to type it in English into one of her apps, and then I was able to translate to her what I wanted to do. Once we hit enter, she saw in Spanish what I was trying to explain.
0: I mean, just a sign of relief we and she would express once everything was translated it was amazing
1: so technology plays a great part in that
0: yeah so um i think we're gonna get on this flight right now we're still on standby so we're gonna wrap up this podcast and do a part two because there's so many things we need to tell you about cuba especially for those of you that haven't been so until next time i'm ty and i'm shay and i'll include the links In this anchor and podcast for everyone's Instagram.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: Bye.
1: We are Globe Checkers.